TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts. Five. With Derek Wetmore. Welcome in, everybody, to the latest Five Thoughts podcast, the column that was so good, so big, it couldn't be contained to the written word. I'm Rami Makhlouf. That's Derek Wetmore, our Twins Insider. You can find his work, his musings on the Minnesota Twins at scorenorth.com, including the Five Thoughts column that goes up weekly that uh, sort of supplements this podcast, or maybe we supplement the column. I'm not really sure how it works. The but... arrows pointed both ways, I Okay, think. all yeah. right. So they, they, they're, co- they're codependent yeah. on each other. Okay. <laughs> That's they a good feed, way to They put feed it. off of each other. Yeah. All right. Today's uh, Five Thoughts uh, with me and Derek is the five... AL playoff teams that we think will be participating in uh, in October, come this fall. Um, Derek, when you pitched this to me, I thought this might be really short because there are three that I think you and I we could just and we could have a little bit of discussion about them, but I don't think we need to really say why we think they're going to be in the playoffs. They're just three giants of baseball teams, and that's the Yankees, the Red Sox. And the Astros, those are three of the five AL playoff teams, right? Can we can we get that out of the way right off the top? Yeah, I don't think okay. we're going to disagree on that. All right, all three of those teams are going to be playing October baseball. Uh, Astros are winning their division. The Red Sox and Yankees are going to duke it out for that division. That's that's going to be east? great. That's the only question of those three: is who gets to East? Right, who's winning it, and who has to win that one game wild card. for a hundred hundred win season wild card <laughs> can you imagine one of those teams <laughs> is gonna win 105 games and lose to the oakland a's in the wild card game it's or something insanity. ridiculous it's absolute insanity yeah it's it's one of those things and i support this in basketball but not in baseball but when you see that on paper you go maybe we need to get rid of this division thing maybe we just need to stop with divisions yeah could and be. take the five best teams from the american league and the five best teams from the national league well yeah, I don't know how much time you want to spend talking on these three teams because so thought one the Yankees, right? Thought two the Red Sox, right? Thought three Houston Astros. There we go. So <laughs> that, I mean that's that's good enough for me. And some listeners might think we're being a little dismissive, but I just don't see any way. Uh, unlike the Cleveland Indians, who I'm sure we'll talk about at some point during mm-hmm. this podcast, Rami. Unlike the Indians, the Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros don't seem to be overly reliant on one player if or or two players or whatever. If if uh, Didi Gregorius gets hurt, I'm still taking the Yankees to play October baseball. Right. You know, and same thing, like if Mookie Betts gets hurt, now let's talk. There's something interesting there. That could be problematic for the Red Sox, but I just view those three teams as not only top-heavy, they have depth right. throughout their roster that – they could, frankly, sustain some slumps and some injuries that maybe some other teams couldn't. And the Yankees have their first major injury. Luis Severino, they said this morning, is going to be out until at least May. But like you said, they're built to withstand stuff like that. These are both going to be, at the very least, 95-win teams and probably upwards of 100, if not more. Um, and they will have two of the playoff spots. It's just a question of who's going to win the East. I would take the Yankees. Uh, Out of these two teams, I think the Red Sox take a small step back. You have the World Series hangover. I think that is a real thing, and the Yankees capitalize on that and take the division. Yeah, and Red Sox are probably losing Craig Kimbrell. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are losing Joe Kelly. So going into October, remember the big question was, well, the Red Sox are a good team, but they can't win at all. They don't have the bullpen. Right. 
and their bullpen was great for them. And David Price pitches in relief. Like they had a mate, they found a way to make it work, and it was great. I question: Can you do that over six months? Can you lose your horses and then still make it work? Right. That to me would be a little concerning. So I'm I'm with you. I mean, I'm leaning Yankees even with the Sevy injury because that's going to set him back. But how many starts is he going to miss? Right. Five tops. Right. Right. If he's back on May first, which I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a future predictor, even though I pretend to be one on a podcast. <laughs> it doesn't seem to me that that will like cripple their chances of playing in October. They just replace him with their second best pitcher and move on. They should be fine. Um, it does make you wish, if you're a Yankees fan, that you went and got Patrick Corbin this offseason before he signed with the Nats. Right. But even so, I mean, what's their rotation now? They've got Tanaka. They got Paxton from the Mariners in a trade. That's a pretty good top two still. CeCe's pitching for them. I'm going to pull up their depth chart, see who I'm missing. But I, I think they're going to have the pitching to be able— Oh, they got Jay Happ and Luis Sessa. That's right, yeah. Okay, plus— Excellent bullpen. Right. Their bullpen's not taking their a step back. Their bullpen is – it might be the best in the league this year. It really it could be. They I may had have, some people They may have me. surpassed the Brewers this yeah. offseason. Yeah, and I, I had some people say that, like, the Yankees building a dominant bullpen and the Dodgers trying to build a dominant bullpen makes the industry kind of go, huh? Should yep. we definitely be paying attention to that? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. If smart teams are doing it either A, you're missing something, or B, go ahead and just copy them and, right. and, and try to do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that the Yankees are going to have the pitching to get it done. Uh, it would have been interesting if they went and got one of the super free agents, but they didn't, and I still view them as the class of the East right now. Okay, so thoughts one, two, and three, and whatever you want to put them in, Yankees, Red Sox, Astros. All right, so I'm good with that. before we move on to number four, just so I know how to proceed here, Derek Wetmore, okay. is the other wild card coming from the AL Central, in your opinion? No. Okay, so let's save the AL Central, because it's not for me either. Let's save the AL Central conversation for our fifth thought. Perfect. Give me your fourth thought. Who's the fourth American League playoff team? And I can't go American League Central. Thought number four for me, I will mention an American League Central team, but just in passing, I view a couple of teams in competition for the final wild card. I think, hands down, that one of the AL East juggernauts is taking a wild card. I already said that. So there's one spot left for a bunch of teams that aren't good enough to win their division, but maybe belong in October and certainly belong in the October conversation. For me, the Twins are on that list, the Angels are on that list, and the Tampa Bay Rays are on that list. So I'm going thought number four. Really, I love the Angels. Okay, They don't have enough pitching. That scares me to death. I'm curious about this whole like new approach that they're taking, but I'm not that's not enough to sell me. I'm not going to say you're five wins better than your projection or you're 10 wins better than your projection, but I'm going with my hipster pick. I can't reward the race <laughs> for their frugal ways. So I'm going the Los Angeles Angels to win the second wild card really? spot. Mike Trout goes to the playoffs That's with Shohei Otani. I don't. I don't know. Many people are picking the Angels it's to take a, a wild card. It's spot a hipster pick, Rami. I would like. I would like to see it because. I think Mike Trout is the is the LeBron James of modern baseball. I really do, and I don't I don't think enough people recognize that because he's on the West Coast, so their games are played at nine o'clock. But we know that guys can play on the West Coast and still be popular and still be the face of their sport. It's been done hundreds of times across every sport. But the reason that Mike Trout isn't the face of baseball right now is because the Angels haven't really had 
any real success with sure. Mike Trout. He's never won a playoff game. It's remarkable. So I, I would like I would just like that that stage for Mike Trout for more people to take notice because a I think he deserves it and b I think it'd be good for baseball. And I think Shohei Otani might yeah. be the next guy in that in that mold of just a, a yeah. young superstar who's real easy to root for and has that it factor. Yep. The English translation thing might be a little bit of a hurdle in 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 making him a star, but I'd like to see those two guys on that stage. Yeah. So I like that pick from a pure entertainment and <laughs> and good for baseball value. Yeah, he's all, I mean he's already a superstar in Japan, mm-hmm. of course, and. I do think that there's a there's a huge groundswell for him as a star sort of face of baseball stateside. Right. It is curious. Ichiro did it on some level. You're exactly right. He was one of the biggest stars in the game for 10 years and I think, you know, there is there is a, a market for Angels baseball. I don't know if you do this. We maybe talked about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I always try to pick a team Baseball season starts. Okay, I'm picking a National League team that I'm going to watch as many games on MLB TV as I can. Yeah. And this is not a sponsored bit, but that would be great. MLB, give us a call. If you need <laughs> Dial us up at Score North. There are five thoughts uh, at inventory slots. Yeah, still we have openings. There we... are a few. We could maybe squeeze you in if you get to us right away I mean, this we're weekend. we're picking from all the applicants right now, and we would definitely consider you, yeah. MLB, if you wanted to buy time. <laughs> Strong candidate because of the fit. Right. Get in line. That's right. And you have a good chance, That's right. is what we're saying. Have your people call our people. And <laughs> I, I always – I try to pick a National League team. Last year it was the Rockies that I followed. And I try to pick another AL team. I know I'm not going to watch a ton of their games. Right. But if I'm at Target Field and I'm watching a Twins game and it's the sixth inning and the starters are out, okay, well, I can kind of start my column. I can get a thought or two or I can mm-hmm. prep a radio segment for tomorrow or I can book a guest or whatever. Are you prep for radio? Sometimes. Oh. Not for this show. Wow. Not for this I've show. Never prepped. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> that can't be true. No, it's not. I I see like okay, so I'm 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 seeing the game sort of play out in front of me and that's great. But if I have like the Cleveland Indians game on, on my on my laptop, right. that's great. Right. Because I'm paying 80% of my attention to Kyle Gibson and the Twins. Right. But then if Trevor Bauer is going up against Severino on my laptop, multitask. I'm going to watch right. a certain number of those pitches. So anyways, I always try to pick an NL team and an AL team. And if we're being honest, by like May 1st, I'm just completely overwhelmed with Twins work and radio side stuff <laughs> that I end up dropping the AL team and just looking for pitching matchups. Right. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you try to follow this? You're, you're a Cubs guy. I am. Brewers division, though, and, you know, and for 13 years covering the Milwaukee Brewers to an extent, do you try to pick other teams and follow them? I take it on some level to another level than you do. Okay. Because um, when I lived in Milwaukee, I haven't set it up yet. It's going to be set up soon. Yeah. I had two TVs in my living room. Nice. Yeah. So I wasn't, I didn't. Sports I could... guy. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> but. It was hard for me to necessarily pick an AL team because I wanted to watch my Cubs on a personal level, and I had to watch the Brewers on a professional level, and I kind of took a liking to that team and that organization as well. And I always said if it wasn't going to be the Cubs, I want it to be the Brewers in the NL Central and beyond. So I had those two teams to basically watch at the same time every night on dueling 
55 inch and 46 inch screen so <laughs> not much of a duel there <laughs> guess which one got which yeah I know. Um, fair, fair. <laughs> but this year definitely i definitely i well, mean obviously i have my american league team was kind of yeah. handed to me with <laughs> the job that i have the minnesota you. twins yes and my national league team will okay. be my chicago cubs but and i don't know if i've told you guys this the, I've always had a soft spot for the Minnesota Twins, so this is going to be real easy for me. Because, Interesting. No, I didn't know this. And I think a lot of people have this story. The first Little League team that you ever play on, oh, sure. you kind of become a fan of that team. Sure. You know what I mean? Because yep. you wear the Major League uniforms and everything. Okay. The first, my seven-year-old baseball league, the first actual baseball jersey that I got was the Twins jersey. No kidding. And, so immediate, and that was right around the same time as like the Kirby Puckett era. So. Sure. That was a real easy team to root for. Okay. So I've always kind of had that soft spot for the Twins. So coming here and making them my American League team yeah. sort of by default is not going to be very hard for me at well, all. you're hired. <laughs> That's great. No, I, I, so I look at it, and last year it was the Rockies, and I watched John Gray, and but it was so easy to pick an American League team last year. Yeah. It was the Angels because yeah. Shohei Otani's starting every once a week. Now they had him on a bit of a – clock and of course he's probably not going to pitch this year i mean it looks like it yeah, he's going to dh said, okay right? so fine he's still a fascinating player and he's going to dh for however long that works i know he's probably going to be slow to go at start he's he's not even listed as their primary dh out of the gate because they got um bauer to play some first pujols is going to dh and then figure it out with otani as much as health permits but you had mike trout and andrelton simmons and Shohei Otani, three of the most entertaining, fascinating baseball players to watch in in all of baseball. It was a pretty easy team for me to pick, so I followed them last year uh, at least a good chunk of the way through the season. And so I know they're not perfect. I know Cody Allen's going to have his problems in relief, or I expect him to. Mm -hmm. I know Albert Pujols, as great as he was, and generational talent, first ballot Hall of Famer, I know he's 157 years old. I get that. (laughs) Still, Mike Trout, Simmons, get enough pitching, and Shohei Otani, and to whatever extent he can contribute, that's just going to be a relatively fun team to watch. It's a bit of a heart pick. Okay. And for two reasons. Maybe we can fast forward to thought number five here, unless you had your fourth team before we do fast forward. My fourth team, it comes down to the team that took one of the wild cards last year in the A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. And out of these two, my my heart wants to say Tampa Bay Rays because that's a team that I that I can kind of root for because I like teams that are trying new things and, and are sort of leading the the charge into this new era of baseball. That's interesting. And you look at what they do and how they do it. And for yeah. for a long time now, this is a team that easily just doesn't even think twice about letting a CJ Crone go, who hit right. twenty eight home runs last year and and had seventy some RBIs. And they do that year in and year out, where they go, yeah, this guy did well for us last year, but we can probably find somebody to do something kind of like that for cheaper. And it, and it works. I and then know. you see what they're doing with the opener. And sure. they, I, I like that they think outside the box and they seem to be ahead of the curve. They, to me, are what the A's were about 20 years ago in Major League Baseball. They've sort of taken what the A's yep. did in this new age of baseball that the A's kind of introduced with Moneyball. And I think they're trying to take it to another level so that yeah. it comes down to those two teams. I think is interesting, but I think the A's 
have the edge you? when you just look at yeah. the, the talent that they have on paper. And that's another team that really their analytics game is as tight as it gets. I mean, they're all about guys that mash. They're all about slugging percentage, OPS. Mm-hmm. They, I think they led the league last year in average exit velocity and average launch angle. So mm-hmm. they're all about just trying to mash, put runs on the board, and and play the odds as far as analytics go of yeah. what's, what's the best way to win baseball games. And it worked for them last year. Without of pitching. 90, 97 wins. I don't know if, if how ridiculous. many people know that the A's won 97 <laughs> games last year. It's something. And the Rays won 90. It's crazy. I don't know if anybody knows that the Rays won well, 90. Because they were out of the race by June 1st, right? right? I mean, they were buried in the yeah. AL East. But you're right. I should add the A's to my team. They're in that sort of next group of not assured a, th- uh, a playoff spot, but certainly a team you got to talk about. I'm just convinced that they're going to take a step back this year because of they don't I don't see what they're going to do pitching wise. Like they pieced it together last year and I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, they've got a bunch of great players and their offense I'm not questioning. I don't question to an extent their run scoring. It's hard to argue with their run prevention. I'm not as sold on it's going to happen to the same rate this year. So they're in that sort of next class. I'll put A's, Rays, Twins, Angels on that list. Um, I'm discounting the A's just to prove my point that, that I made. Uh, I, I'm I like taking, the transparency in I'm, your thought yeah, process. I like is, it. I just okay. I just leave it all to bear for five <laughs> thoughts listeners, as I do in my column every week. Uh, I, I'm not taking the Twins, and we'll get to that in a second. And I'm I can't I can't feel good about. And here's how this works, Rami. You pick a team, and then you root for that team, right? right. You just, I yeah. want to be right. Yeah, sure. Go race yeah. if, if you pick the race. In your case, go Oakland. Mm-hmm. I hope that stadium works out for you. <laughs> I can't reward a team like Tampa Bay for DFAing All-Stars. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not down with that. You it's can't, working, though. I know. But it's you, so fascinating to me that it works. You're right, and I just can't. I, I see the logic, and I totally get what they're saying and why they're doing this, but it bothers me like that you would take is, a player like Corey Dickerson and just be like, bye, If there's a ya. sequel to Moneyball, it's going to be the story of these modern-day Tampa Bay Rays. You know what's scary is now the big boys are doing it too. Right. It's like the sequel to Moneyball might be the Dodgers. Right? <laughs> like, and they're just going to be like, boom, analytics, boom, staffing and development, boom. We're going to worry about weighted on base average and – Run scoring, run prevention. <laughs> it would be a fun movie and a fun book, but it's a little... If I was the Rays right now, I'd be a little scared. How long is this going to continue to last? Right. But anyways, I can't I can't reward them for their frugal ways. There's no... I made fun of the Twins for this last year, too. They give out pennants. They don't give out trophies for the most efficient spending of resources. Right. And it felt like the Twins were trying to win the Frugal Award last year. In some ways, it feels like that this year, too. Right. They're not trying to necessarily win 95 games. They're trying to win 85 as cheaply as possible. Right. Okay, I, I don't know if that's like the long-term play. In five years, I don't think that they'll have done that every offseason. But it's just kind of like, eh, are you no, sure there are find, no good players out they'll there? They'll find their group of guys that they want to stick with. I think you're right. I think they just look at guys like C.J. Crone. Right. And they go, yeah, we could do better. So, or at least as good. Sure. The Rays you're talking. Right. They can just yeah. say, like, okay, yep, yeah, wave them next. And the, A's, the A's on some level, they've they've operated under that, that same sort of philosophy. And their piecemeal pitching staff got it done last year. Yeah. And I will say they have a great bullpen. They they made it awesome last year. They had, what, Trainin, uh, uh Fernando Rodney, Jerry's Familia, who they lost, 
and they had one other like lights out arm and I'm drawing a blank right now of course on a podcast you just blank on that stuff <laughs> but uh, yeah I think the A's are going to take a step back I think they're in that mix but I'm going with the hipster pick I'm taking Mike Trout I'm taking Andrelton Simmons and I'm taking the Los Angeles Angels all right let's fight about the AL Central in our fifth thought thought number five Rami you kick it off the Twins are winning the AL Central, okay. and this this pairs is. along with the prediction I'm making on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami today on Write That Down. I don't know when this will go up as as it relates to the time that that show will air, but at 5 o'clock today on Mackie and Judd with Rami, I'm going, one of my three predictions will be that the Twins are winning the AL Central, and my my reasoning in saying that, Derek, is that I look at the two teams, the Twins and, and the Indians, and... Indians won the division last year. What was what was the the Handily. gap between the two teams? It was like a I don't even remember what it was. Eleven ga- was there eleven games between the two teams? Did Cleveland last year? win ninety five. I don't have the standings. I'll right pull in front it up right now. I have it right now. It was a thirteen game difference between okay. those two teams last year. But I think you look at the Indians and Brantley isn't a huge loss, but a loss nonetheless. And they did practically nothing in the off season to make themselves better. So how do the Twins make up? Let's say Brantley is worth one, two wins, maybe. How do the Twins make up 10, 11 games and make the AL Central competitive? And my answer is, A, what they did in the offseason. I really like the additions of C.J. Crone and, and Jonathan Scope at second base. Um, and I think that you're looking a lot at improvement from within with the Minnesota Twins. And I just feel like there's a lot more potential for improvement from within mm-hmm. with the Twins than there is with the Indians. I feel like a lot of guys with the Indians, short of their shortstop, have maybe plateaued, and we've seen the best of them, and I think the arrow might be even pointing down on guys like Jason Kipnis at second base, and you'll see production at a couple of positions start to go down for some of that Cleveland Indians team, where with the Twins, I think you have a lot of young guys who haven't reached their ceiling yet. That's one way you get improvement from within. I think you've had some injuries to some guys who have the potential to bounce back and be better this year from their injuries, and I think this is something we've talked about a number of times on on this podcast and on Touch Em All, which is guys who are very likely candidates for bounce-back years, starting with Jonathan Scope, Byron Buxton, Miguel Sano. They have guys all over the diamond who have the potential, whether it's because of injury or just age and not reaching full potential yet, or just guys who are better than what we saw last year who could have much better seasons than what we've seen in the past. I think when you take that potential for the improvement from within and the additions that they made in the offseason – and I think the Indians could take a step back. That makes up the ground that was between those two teams in 2018. Yeah. I had forgotten they only won 91 games. They went in a real midsummer lull last yeah. year. They were on pace for that 95 to 100 win mark, and it just, like, never hit the gas. And the Twins closed the gap a little bit. But even so, like, that's a pretty big gap right. in my book. So I have two pushbacks. Okay. Let's start with – let's let's just break the fourth wall first. All right. And then I'll talk to you about pitching because we can – we could have a lot of fun talking about the Indians rotation, which is maybe the best in baseball. Maybe. Is this just – I mean, no offense by this at all. Mm-hmm. Is this sports radio guy picking no. the hometown team no. because no. it's an easy, optimistic sell? I will tell you right now, this might sound like the new guy in town trying to win over Twins fans. And I'm not criticizing you, by the way. I've heard this a lot recently. Other people coming up to me and saying, oh, I think the Twins are winning the division, and I think it's easy. I think it's not even close. They're no, no, better no, no, than no, the no, Indians. No, 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 no. It's going to be a tight race. Yeah, I'm but just saying, win. like, 
what an easy thing to say right I'm not now abo- in March. I'm not above these tactics <laughs> that you speak of. I'm not. Just okay? checking. I'll, I want to be honest with our listeners. I'll go down in the gutter sometimes no to doubt. win some fans and get some followers on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. <laughs> I'm on Twitch now too. Rami is twitching. Um, That's but, great. But I, I, this, I seriously, I believe everything I'm saying right yeah. now about the Twins. Okay. And that they're going to win the AL. You know what this race reminds me of a lot, actually. Cubs and Brewers. Cubs last and year? Brewers. Sure. And you sort of saw them take down that 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 Titan in the division and do it in sort of an unorthodox way and with a lot of guys who not a lot of people were picking for big seasons. Yep. But the Brewers and their analytic systems, because everybody has their own algorithms and their little tweaks and everything in every organization, the Brewers obviously found some diamonds in the rough throughout their roster to overcome the Cubs in the division. And ironically, the Cubs and the Indians were in the World Series in 2016. Yeah. I think we could see a little bit of a replay of the NL Central last year and the AL Central this year. Were people, you'd know this much better than me, were people picking the Brewers last year? I seem to recall that they sort of stormed out of nowhere. At the start of the season? Yeah, I mean, like, maybe people, as a wild card, yeah, people fine. Were, a lot of people were picking them as a wild card. Nobody to took honest, them to slay the Cubs, though. To be honest, most Brewers fans, until you got to July, August, sure. were going, yeah, this is great and all, but the Cubs are going put to the, put the pedal to the metal and, okay. and run away with this division eventually. And it just never happened, and then... Brewers fans started jumping on the bandwagon of believing that, hey, yep. they could they could take this team down. And yep. I really think there's the potential for that this year in the AL Central. Yeah, I mean, the Cubs did win 95 games. You'd look at that. If I told you at the start of last year, this right. time last year as a Brewers fan, hey, Cubs are winning 95 this year, you'd say, whew, all right, <laughs> hope for one of those wild card <laughs> right. spots. Yeah. And sure enough, Milwaukee won 96 exactly. and got it done and came within a game of the World Series. And I've, like, had, was to a great tell, team. I've had to tell Brewers fans and disappointed Cubs fans. Sure. <laughs> you straddle a weird that line. It's a really, that's a really good season. Like, yeah. I, like, not, <laughs> like, like Brewers fans who are trash-talking yeah. me and Cubs fans who are disappointed in the team. I'm like, we won 95 games. Like, yeah. wow, that's a good season. The Brewers were just better. Right. and won eight straight to close out the season, including the one-game playoff to win the division. But yeah. that's still a really good season for a baseball team to win 95 games. It 95, just came up short. Yeah, 95 wins gets you a coin flip. That's, right. That's unfortunate for yeah. the north side Chicago. Um, I guess I would just say that like that is my that is my fourth wall thing. Of, okay. Like, I have started to get a little annoyed. I'm not above, people, again, right. I'm not above those <laughs> tactics. No, absolutely. I would sink to those levels, no but question. I'm not this time. Okay. This is sincere. <laughs> That's good. I have faith in you, Robbie. This is going to be a fun season. If, if, look, if, I think I could be wrong here. I think the t- Twins could win a, a wild card. I don't see them winning the division, but I could see them winning a wild card. Uh, and if I'm wrong, that's perfectly fine because that means it's a great summer at scorenorth.com and on the touch them all podcast and oh, on man. some of our other baseball shows that we have if there's fun baseball in august and september that's a great thing for me right so as not as a as a homer take or anything like that but i could see this being a postseason team i just think that the indians are the class so thought number five i'm taking the cleveland indians to win the division i don't think it'll be that close the best hope for the twins is the Indians either well you never hope for an injury you don't root for that but that the Indians sort of stars and scrubs model the fact that you haven't heard of two of their three starting outfielders unless you're a Cleveland Indians fan right. or a Texas yeah, Rangers fan chart today and I was not impressed <laughs> yeah, I got Martin I was not impressed so I, I you could look at that and say they are not 
putting up their best fight when they could have went and, you know, re-signed Brantley. Go get Marwin Gonzalez. Go get somebody. Something, yeah. And I will say and that— Gonzalez, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. The Marwin Gonzalez signing was what made Joe Sheehan sort of— he said that's what put the Twins over yeah. the top on the Indians. Because yeah. the Indians were in the mix on him, and he thought had they gotten him, that's, that's enough to hold off the Twins for at least another year. Right. But he thought not only signing Marwin Gonzalez, but effectively taking him away from the Indians yep. kind of put the Twins over the top in the division. And I read Joe Sheehan's column. Was that Baseball America, I think, yeah, I think that published so. that? And it was like— He's a respected baseball mind, and, right. I, and, and I even published just on, on scorenorth.com. I said, hey, Joe Sheehan thinks the Twins are winning the division. Here you go. Here are his points. Here's my counterpoints. It's not just that idiot Rami saying that's it. Right. It's somebody who actually <laughs> it's knows not, what he's talking it's about. It's not some right. guy just stooping looking for exactly. a sponsorship. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's tough for me to see, unless the Indians get off to a really slow start and the Twins are just off to the races, and then come July 10th, the Twins have, like, a lead or they're playing well above 500 baseball – to encourage the front office to say, okay, hammer down, mm-hmm. let's go. We got a package of prospects. Here you go. Take player X and player Y. We'll take a closer. Or take player X and player Y. We need a second ace to pair with Jose Barrios at the top of the rotation. Okay, that is your ideal scenario if right. you're the Twins. My second thing that I was going to push back on is everyone in Cleveland's rotation, pencil. So you're talking from memory, Corey Kluber. Trevor Bauer, uh, Salazar, uh, Clevenger, and Bieber. Is that right? I believe so. Did I'm I just s- pulling up their depth No, chart. Carrasco is probably. Um, I'm looking at MLB.com right now. They have Salazar on the outside. But Carrasco had a great year, and that's who I should have named. We'll go Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, Mike Clevenger, and Shane Bieber as your fifth starter. Shane Bieber would be the Twins' second starter. And, and I'm a Kyle Gibson guy. I was probably the first Kyle Gibson guy in town a year and a half ago when he broke out and became a different pitcher, started using his four-seam up, mm-hmm. started getting better swing and miss with his breaking stuff. I was like, whoa, that's that's the guy who you drafted in the first round and hoped would surface in the big leagues. Now, even having said that, the fact that they have five guys, which sort of mitigates injury risk and all of that stuff, I'm just picking Cleveland to basically cruise out and win a bunch of 3-1 ball games, and that's tough to overcome if you're the Twins. Do you have things that you heard growing up, whether they're sports related or not, that you heard so much you just you just started believing it and didn't yes. and didn't question it? Lefties love to hit the low and inside pitch. Or like in, in football, defense wins championships. Right. Establish you always, the run. You always hear meatheads say defense wins championships. Okay. Run the ball and play good defense. That's right. When in reality, like ninety five percent of Super Bowl champions have a <laughs> franchise quarterback right. and they might have had an okay defense. Right. Ha- draft it, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's right, the franchise exactly. model. In baseball, my whole life, yeah. people were preaching pitching wins championships. Pitching wins championships. Pitching wins championships. Sure. And my disclaimer on this will be that there is no one way to do anything. Sure. I was just talking about this the other day on Mackie and Judd, going back to the football analogy. Defense can win championships. Yeah, yeah. But franchise quarterbacks are probably the path of least resistance. Sure. Okay? So pitching can win championships. It can. It very well can. But I've come around to believing, after believing my whole life, until maybe six or seven years ago, <laughs> that pitching was the most important thing you could acquire, and yeah. pitching wins championships, yeah. that everyday players, more times than not, much like quarterbacks, it's the path of least resistance yes. to winning championships. I think, And if you look around the field and at the depth, with the addition of Marwin Gonzalez especially, of everyday positional players, I think the Indians 
if if they get the bounce back years or guys taking the next step in their development around the diamond, they have a better squad day in and day out than the Cleveland Indians. The Twins. I'm sorry, what did I say? Yeah, yeah you said the you twins. just mentioned the Indians, but I think you're right about I that. The, no, I think the Twins are did I say the Indians? Uh, I think the Twins are better around the diamond. I think we're than, on the same page. Than there. the twins are. Okay. Yes. All I right. think that we agree that one through nine positionally, twins yes. over Indians. Yeah. I will say it's nice to have the two best players in the division on the left side of your infield. That's true. I don't think that I, I don't even know who the third best player in the division will be this year. Byron Buxton. Okay, well, then that would be a great sign for the Twins. But I think the first best is Jose Ramirez, and the second is Francisco Lindor. I, and I can't argue with that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good place to start. So this will be it'll be a fascinating summer. I can't wait to see how the Twins perform after a winter of talking about it. Did they do enough? Are they being too cheap? Shouldn't they have gotten Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell tomorrow? And they're getting Craig Kimbrell. You do think that's happening? That was one of my write-that-down predictions, I think, three weeks ago. Oh, well, good luck to you, sir. Is it a one-year deal or a three-year deal? Two years. Two? Okay. Two years, around $40 million. Okay, because it's tough to give up the draft pick for just one summer, especially considering you're going to be late to go, I I, I would think. Just at this point, you got two weeks to get ready. Is yeah, he notorious for warming up fast? He'll be fine. Yeah, he's a closer. He's got to get ready. <laughs> Just a couple of pitches. He'll be fine. Uh, we are going to debut a new segment on this. It can be quick, but Rami, why don't you let the people know uh, the new and uh, we're shilling a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, but it's going to be fun. Hopefully this is a thing that maybe not every week, but every once in a while throughout the summer we will have this on uh, on five thoughts until it gets too big to be contained within just the podcast. And this will be a bonus sixth thought. Is that what we're thinking here? Well, I, just I don't know if uh, I don't know if Rami's recipes is a sixth thought or if it's just every once in a while on the column I'll do an addendum. Okay, I'll be like, right. well, I had six, yeah, but so I only have five. Since I've gotten here to Minneapolis and in the Twin Cities, and I did it long before I ever got here, I post a lot of pictures of food to my Twitter uh, my my Twitter timeline and my Facebook. And yes, you do all across social media because I like food, and some of it is food other people have made. A lot of it is food that I've made, so we'll be introducing Rami's recipes to the Five Thoughts podcast. Some of the uh, some of those pictures that you see on Twitter, I'll tell you how to make how to make them right yeah. here. And on when the podcast. I first thought about this, it was mm-hmm. just sort of like a harebrained idea. It, it's funny we talk about this today. You had this idea independently. You had been doing something like this in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee. yeah. And I had this when you were talking about your Super Bowl food. So you had been here like two weeks, and you're talking about the food that you were making at the 13-course meal you had going for Super Bowl Sunday. And I was like, man, this has got to be a bit. We have to get this on the air somewhere. I think this is the perfect place to do it. And I can't argue with you. What are you I, making this weekend? You know, to, uh, it's funny you ask. So I went in my freezer today, and I had like nothing except leftover prime rib from Christmas Eve. Okay. That's been in my freezer for three months. Oh, that made the trip, huh? Yeah, it sure did. That's pretty good. And uh, it's so, and I kept it frozen the whole time. Of it's totally safe. And Naturally. So I'm gonna take that, chop it up, toss it in a in a pan with some oil and some seasonings, and make uh, prime rib tacos. No kidding. Tonight. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. That is. That's something that I've learned from my girlfriend is how to make leftovers into something much much better than leftovers. Well, I'll just put tacos after. <laughs> That really is the easiest <laughs> right. way to do it. You can turn anything into tacos. You just all right. Never mind. We're not doing Robbie's recipes. You just, you just <laughs> hey, Robbie's tacos. You just put all that dirty laundry out there. You just I ruined think it. You and I are going to open up a food truck, and it's just going to be like leftover tacos. I'm not sure it'll be successful, like commercially, but it'll be fun. But prime rib tacos on the menu at my house this it. weekend. And uh, so at Rami is tweeting. To yes, find out. there there will be photos. I'm looking forward to it, man. And I, you know what's I've. 
I'm going to because I hear there's great food at uh, Target Field, right? That is the truth. Yes. So I will go to Target Field. I will try some of their offerings. And then I will try to recreate those things oh, in nice. my own home and tell people how to make them. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. I will. Okay. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Good. Really. And we should uh, – we'll talk to the powers that be, but we should, like, make video out of this. And I'll you show know what? Them. Let's have their people talk to our people. <laughs> <laughs> and again, sponsors are lining up already, but anybody who wants to get in line, go ahead and contact us, and uh, you will be considered. You better do it quickly. We're uh, less than two weeks away from opening day. This so. has been Five Thoughts. Rami's Recipe is coming soon. That's Derek Wetmore. Find his thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com. Search for all our Twins shows wherever you download podcasts. Just search Score North Twins. Download the app. We're also available on Spotify as well. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, Roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.